Welcome to the Transform Podcast. My name is Pastor Andrew Farhat. I got special guest PJ Arsvald. Welcome, PJ. Thank you, Andrew. If you want to check out Renewal Church, brand new church planted in 2018 in the highlands of Denver, go to renewaldenver.org and check them out. Uh, you don't want to miss this vibrant, joyful, loving, positive, supportive community. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm going to push back a little bit because okay. I think we're going to get this question that's tough. Yeah. This is, the, this is the question that we're asked all the time. PJ, what about those who have never heard and they didn't even get a chance to know about the healing? Does God just say, you're going to hell? Um, and how could he be fair? How could he be just if he just sends them to hell? Yeah. And they never even had a chance to get the medicine. What would you say? Yeah, that's a big question. <laughs> obviously, that's... Um, well, I think we should... Obviously, there's a lot to unpack here, but as we're still going to talk about it, but we have to start with the acknowledgement that we are not God that we in this lifetime are going to have a limited view. So everything that we do, we can say what we know, we can speculate, but we can't pretend to know all the answers again, because this is not something that we created. This is not like, hey, I created a system and now you're asking me like, well, did you think about the fairness? Um, this is just good news that we've been given to share with others. And so um, when we think about those people, um, Jesus is very clear. All of scripture is very clear on what to do. Go tell them. Um, Scripture doesn't go as much into the nuances of what about those who didn't get a chance to hear it. It kind of leaves that one up in the in the air. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess what would you where would you kind of start in, in wrestling with this? Yeah, I think that um, what we would want to say is, okay, this is God's judgment call. So it's not our judgment call. So I think I would just try to relieve, you know, kind of the person. Yeah. from having to be God over that question. Yeah. He gets to be God over that question. It's his judgment call. And like just to put it in a very down-to-earth way, this is his problem. Hmm. I mean, he's given us the task of sharing yeah. the medicine. Um, but then I think what we can say is, let's trust God's infinite wisdom as the designer of this universe, the one who is the God of the galaxies and the God of everything we see. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, we're, we're so limited, you know, we, like we just got here. Like I just got on the planet in 1980. When did you yeah. arrive? 96. Ni- 1996. Yeah. Um, so like, we don't know the whole thing here. We're just getting a limited <laughs> viewpoint. Um, and so what I would say is Jesus also shows great judgment in his mm-hmm. ministry. Jesus shows great judgment when he's with the Pharisees, uh, with the woman caught in adultery, uh, with uh, the woman in Samaria who's at the well at odd hours of the day and has all these questions. And so Mm -hmm. whenever there's an issue or there's a conflict or there's a person involved with something and Jesus has to make a judgment call, man, he is just the master and people walk away just stunned and in awe of his wisdom Mm -hmm. um even sometimes he'll try to they'll try to trap him and then he'll ask some really awesome rhetorical questions and then show truth and so it's like i want i trust jesus yeah with this this is a this is an issue 
but I trust Jesus with that issue. I guess that's where I would start. No, I think that's a great point. I think that like, it's okay to be a little uncomfortable with this. I think we, I think we need to acknowledge like it's not, I'm not just like, oh, whatever, who cares about them? Um, like I'd be lying if I said I, this isn't something that I wrestle with and I think most of us do as Christians. Yeah. Um, at the same time, you think of those early, like those first 12 disciples, I mean, they didn't have a whole lot answered when they started following Jesus. There wasn't a whole lot they understood at that point. He just said, follow me. And every way, every point along the way, he proved to be faithful. He proved to be loving. He proved to be just. He proved to be wise. He proved to be the truth. He proved to be salvation. And, you know, so they, they just follow him and trust, you know, we have such a, a limited bit. It's like in Isaiah when, um, you know, not my ways, but your ways. God, God's thoughts are not our thoughts. God's ways are not our ways. And just realizing that there's so much beyond our realm. And so we have a lot to show us in the person of Jesus and beyond um, that God is loving, that he is just, that he is good. He's all powerful. He's all wise. And so there's parts in this lifetime where we're just not going to see it. I, I don't understand how that fits, but I trust him because he sent his son Jesus to die for me and his claim is his own. And so I'm going to trust that he's going to continue to be loving and just and wise in whatever way in his infinite wisdom he is. PJ, what about if someone threw these scripture verses at you? Okay. What would you say? John chapter 15, verse 22. Jesus says this to the disciples. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. What would you say if someone's like, well, doesn't this show that like, man, it's better if we don't go talk to people about this. <laughs> because Jesus is saying here, if you just take this verse at face value, mm -hmm. if I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin. Yeah. So, hey, PJ, maybe we should just forego the Great Commission because <laughs> this doesn't line up. Yeah. I think you just ripped that verse out of your Bible and don't. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, don't do that. Um, no, I think you, you kind of hinted at this already, but... For any verse, you could create any number of Christian ideas out of just random verses. And I don't mean that in a disparaging way out at all. Out of context. Out of context, yeah. yeah. Look what this verse says. Look what this verse says. And so everything you read, you have to look at it in light of what's immediately around it, what's in the rest of that book of the Bible, and what's the whole message of Scripture. Mm -hmm. um, because there are a lot of tensions. You know, one of the most famous ones being, um, for we just by the faith, not by works. And then later, that's in Romans, and then in James, you know, for, so we're not ju justified by faith alone, but um, by works also. And so there's, and there's all these tensions in Scripture, and so you have to kind of look at the broader story and look at the context. And in that passage in John 15, I mean, that comes one chapter after what you brought up um, last time about Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. And so mm -hmm. Jesus has already told them in, in probably the same discourse the only way to God, the only way to salvation is me. Cool? We're clear? Um, and then in this section, he's talking about the persecution that these disciples are going to face. He's talking about they're going to revile you, they reviled me, and just what to expect. And I think there's an acknowledgement, too, that um, when we hear what we're supposed to do, it opens our eyes to the sin that we've been doing. If anyone's seen the movie Spotlight um, about the Boston Globe reporters who... Um, were the, the first ones to really report on um, some of the priest scandals that existed. Um, towards the end, there's this moment where one of the characters realizes that he had actually been tipped off about some of this stuff like a decade or two before. 
um, he didn't really think much of it and he kind of just buried it in the paper where nobody would see it and just didn't think much of it. And um, his boss said, you know, it's easy once the lights come on to realize how much we've been fumbling around in the dark. It's, and I think that, and it lines up with scripture too, where, you know, sometimes we hate the light because it reveals the things we do in the dark. When you're confronted with how the world is supposed to be, when you're told you're sick, it necessarily tells you, oh, I'm, I'm sick. So in some ways, I was feeling good about myself. And then I'm told anyone who hates their brothers committed murder. Jeez, now, I, now I'm a murderer. I didn't know that before. And so um, there is a certain level of guilt and a certain level of um, revealing that happens when confronted with the truth. Um, yeah. Okay. And so what I heard you say there, PJ, is the context of John 15 is... Uh, being persecuted mm-hmm. as disciples. And, you know, Jesus says there that the world's going to persecute you. They persecuted me. Yeah. Uh, but he's not setting up a, a, a theology that would remove the need for the Great Commission. Correct. Uh, because yeah. if we just take this verse, there's no need for the Great Commission. The Great Commission is a bad idea. Yeah. Jesus' whole ministry is a bad idea. <laughs> right. It would all be a bad idea. He even idea. says, if I hadn't told them, so if, if, the, if the solution is don't hear about Jesus, then Jesus shouldn't have come if he really cared about people. Right, right. So I think that, uh, so I think that's a good answer to the question is we, we must keep these verses in their context. Yeah. All right, here's another one. Romans chapter 2, verses mm-hmm. 14 through 16. We're going to see if we could stump Pastor PJ with this. <laughs> For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do what the law requires... They are a law to themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness, and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them Mm -hmm. on that day when, according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. So PJ, isn't this passage saying that Gentiles will be excused on judgment day as long as they do what the law requires because it was written on their hearts. What would you say to someone that asks that question? Yeah, and again, it's a good question because just reading that right now, I mean, that very much sounds like what it's communicating. Um, It can accuse or excuse them if they live it up well. Um, And again, that's where context means you... Excuse me. It's okay. Yeah. <clears throat> That's again where context, you know, makes such a difference. So in Romans 1 and Romans 3, so the two chapters surrounding it, um, Paul makes it very clear that no one is righteous, not even one, that we've all fallen short of the glory of God, um, that we are saved only by faith. And even in that passage, Jesus, or not Jesus, Paul says um, that the judgment will come according to the gospel. And again, what's in this context gospel can you know be a little bit more broad but still it's the message of jesus it's still the message of um what he has done and so um there is a an aspect of being judged of what we've done but we're all going to fall short of that according to romans 1 and 3 and so um that can't be the solution is just all right live well or, or don't tell people and hope that their conscience gets them the rest of the way i think that you know if you look at romans as a whole there's you know, two main groups in a lot of these early churches, but especially in Rome, where you have um, those who are Greeks and came to the faith and those who are Jews and came to the faith. And so a lot of Romans is trying to help bring unity and kind of equality in Christ to these groups. And so it's really cool as you look, there's a lot of times where Paul is appealing to the Greeks and he's using Jewish scripture and then he appeals to the Jews and he's using kind of Greek logic. 
to almost like level themselves, mm -hmm. um, kind of bring each other to their point of view. And so in Romans chapter 2, it seems like Paul is really worried about Jews who feel like, oh, well, we have the law of Moses, we've been doing all this, and so we're better than these Greeks who have been grafted in. Mm -hmm. And if anything, Paul's saying, hey, if anything, if somebody were to try and make an excuse, they'd be able to make an excuse because they weren't even told all of this by God the Father, you mm -hmm. know, through Moses and stuff, and they still might be living better than you. So don't you dare hold that up as like superiority over them. So, Very great, very great argument. So what you're saying is, is in Romans chapter 2, God's leveling the playing field yeah. because there's some self-righteous Jews at this Christian church in Rome that think that they're more righteous than the Gentiles. Yeah. And they have a misunderstanding of, the, of circumcision and the law and how it fits still. And they're putting this burden on the Gentiles just much in the same way that the Judaizers were doing in the yes. churches of Galatia. <clears throat> so Paul's point is, hey, um, you, you guys are hypocrites. Yeah. They, <laughs> on some points, are living better lives than you. Yeah. Um, so if anyone should have an excuse, it's them. But then it's like, um, if you look at, and you have to remember, Romans 1, 2, 3, these kind of chapters and verses are all kind of put in later. Um, in history, we have to look at the whole context of his argument. And the yeah. conclusion of his argument in chapter 3, verse 20, is no one is righteous. Yeah. That's his point. If you want to like study chapter 1, verses 18, to chapter 3, verse 20, that's his point. Mm -hmm. We all are the same, yeah. equally under sin and accountable to God. Romans 3, 19 and 20. Boom. That's his kind of conclusion. And then his answer is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Romans 3, verses 21, all the way to chapter 5, verse 21. We're righteous through faith in Jesus. Mm -hmm. We get peace with God through Jesus. He saves us from the wrath to come. Um, and then death came through Adam. Life came through Jesus. So mm -hmm. he's not kind of like getting anyone off the hook. No. He's not getting anybody on the planet off the hook. He's trying very hard to make sure they're not off the hook. <laughs> yes, he's actually trying to do the opposite here, right? Yeah. And, you know, but we, give every, we, we have to give every human being grace that reads Paul. Because like Peter said in Second, Tim, or Second Peter, he goes, sometimes Paul's hard to understand, <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, I think that's the beauty of just, man, let's take the whole argument in, in the mm -hmm. context and see what these authors are saying. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much. And you know what? In, in conclusion, I want to say this. Like, if someone's listening and they're like, man, I just don't know if I agree with the diagnosis. I guess I would just say first, God gets to declare what the diagnosis is. And he expects and invites us to keep the first commandment and no one can because we all have different idols and things we're obsessed with mm -hmm. and consumed with and we can't even keep the first commandment we all are in need of a savior yeah that's the diagnosis second jesus is the healing here's what i'd say take the healer take it yeah Believe and receive it. 
You know, like God is doing an amazing thing for human beings. He is giving us Jesus as his only son. And he says, whoever believes on him will not perish but have eternal life. Um, I want to invite anyone who's on the fence or any skeptic to stop fighting with God about this question and just say, take it, believe it, receive it, worship him, thank him, come to church, love him, be a part of this great movement. Um, that's what I'd say in closing. It's beautiful. If you were blessed by this podcast today, we're grateful that you tuned in. We want to invite you to follow us as we would love to continue to bless you. If there's anyone that you think could also uh, be blessed by this message, we want to encourage you to share it um, to the glory of God and for the advancement of healing to all. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.